war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal Since 2006 And also 24-7 emergency service available Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal Stump grinding Tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Well, it is Wednesday. It's going to be a very warm day on this Wednesday, July 20th. And th- th- this, I want to just start off, folks. Th- this, this is a joke that President Biden is coming to town. Uh, coming in, he's flying into Rhode Island. You know, of course, everyone's all excited. They just announced it. It was a last-minute trip. He's doing this climate emergency He's going to be going into Somerset. It is a complete wasted trip, and they're just digging themselves even deeper. Now, you know, Governor McKee, the least popular governor in the country, I'm sure will greet him at TF Green Airport. Maybe we're going to see the mother out there with the sunglasses. But the Wall Street Journal, the beast mode presidency. But for Biden to declare a climate emergency would be a serious abuse of power. Democrats denounced President Trump as a dictator, invoking emergency uh, powers to build his wall after he was blocked in congress well now they're demanding biden declare climate change a national emergency advance the anti-carbon agenda that congress won't pass apparently dictators are in the eye of the beholder progressives are furious at west virginia senator joe manchin scuttling a big climate spending bill with um, legislative climate options now closed time for executive beast mode said of all people sheldon whitehouse tweeted last week and now the white house is leaking the president may declare a national climate emergency as soon as this week they write this would be even greater abuse of power than trump repurposing military funds for the border wall wall street journal writes we criticized trump at the time warned that a democrat president might use the precedent to clear a climate emergency and here we are while the president may sometimes need to act with dispatch or an emergency, climate change isn't close to such an event. Climate change is neither southern or expected. The world has warmed by one degree Celsius since the late 19th century. And the place, pace of future warming is uncertain, depends on multiple variables. In any case, nothing progressives Biden to do will affect the climate or even reduce global admissions. China, India continue to build coal plants offset all of the west climate sacrifices but that isn't stopping progressives from demanding that biden roll over the constitution's separation of powers one irony is that the congress passed national emergencies act 1976 to limit abuses of executive power the law requires the president to activate his powers under the 130 so statutes that authorize emergency action so some of the things that progressives want biden to impose by the way halt oil exports progressives want to end shale fracking but banning u.s imports would drive up global oil prices they also want to stop oil gas drilling 
in the outer continental shelf. Progressives want Biden to self-sanction U.S. oil and gas industry, um, use the Defense Production Act to build green energy. Biden could try to command manufacturers make more green products. Logistical snags would abound. Automakers can't easily convert factories into making solar panels or even electric vehicles. Repurpose funds, as Trump did. Now, that's, again, this is what the progressives want Biden to do. So during, declaring a climate emergency would flagrantly circumvent Congress, and the president may do it anyway. Him coming into town is just an absolute, it's a, it's a waste. And, um, and speaking of waste, folks, you can read on the website, depetro.com, the least popular governor in the country, you guessed it, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee comes in under 40% approval rating. I can't, I love the headline. McKee favorability sinks again in new poll. You know, I am saying, can he still win the Democrat primary? Least popular governor in the country, ranked 50th out of 50. I am not surprised. You know, and it, it there, there's several factors that led to it. Um, obviously, you know, it started with the, Providence teachers contract he just kind of rolled over that was bogged down for a while there's a there's a reason why the negotiating was taking so long McKee comes in gives them exactly what's they want what they want and then throws them three thousand dollar bonus that's not exactly leadership it's certainly not negotiating so you know it started with that and then it led into the three thousand dollar bonuses to state workers totally unnecessary by the way it came in forms of fifteen hundred dollars last winter and then they get fifteen hundred this month as we are you know a month out uh from early voting with the primary mckia's worst job approval in the u.s i believe now you also add in the fbi probe you add in the controversy over that ilo contract you add in the controversy over his former chief of staff you add in uh, other controversies that I can't even think of, you know, bringing in Sabina Matos. I think it's is interesting that he's now tapping his mother to be in the commercial. No, again, nothing against the mother of uh, the first grandmother, I guess, as we would describe her. Um, they have an interesting, it's kind of like the old Kennedy accent. Mother, um, let's play cards. I mean, it, it sounds like the Bar Harbor main type a ted kennedy type accent maybe like it's the new england irish catholic there's my mother um m-o-t-h-a i'm the governor's mother um that's just apparently the way they they talk but he is um notice that she's in the commercial not lieutenant governor sabina matos who in my just my opinion that has been a clean miss uh, no one that has dealt with Lieutenant Governor Matos in any way, I can't even imagine if she was actually put in position to run the state. Um, the, 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 she is clearly not qualified for that. But Governor McKee, it, it is interesting, you know, someone given the chance, Gina Raimondo leaves, right, takes the gig with the Biden administration to be Commerce Secretary, Governor McKee gets to be the governor for almost a year and a half leading into the general election. And in that amount of time, look at all the problems that he has run into. Job's not as easy. I think, um, I think it says a lot about his style and his experience and really what it takes to lead. Um, and, and you can throw in, and there's been so much money thrown around that they have just blown through. It's... Um, it's really astounding just how much money that they have just been blowing through because of all this COVID money. So we'll see. I'm anxious to see if Governor McKee brings the mother now to TF Green Airport. Biden set to speak on climate change during a visit to Somerset. Uh, there's no reason for this visit. It is a complete waste of time. He is tone deaf. Even though the uh, agenda has stalled in Congress, he's decided he's going to take it up. And it's all... Folks, it begins and ends with all they ever try to do is pacify the progressives. Instead of standing up to them, and I recognize, you know, they make a lot of noise. 
and the squad was arrested yesterday part of a demonstration uh you know they have their causes and you notice it's always like they're always fighting um senator mack has a, a new whatever campaign video and she's always like i was fighting for that and then i was fighting for that and they, they everything with them is they use they, and first of all they don't work with anyone they're impossible you can't work with them but um i i don't governor mckee the novelty of the president of the united states is coming in and of course he's going to air force one will land at tf green i i want to remind people it's going to be very warm when the president lands plus the tarmac gets hot they'll be lucky if biden doesn't have heat stroke as he's uh, trying to make his way into um the beast the uh, limousine that travels with the president the protesters out there it's it's all a complete waste though and i i think with governor mckee misses the boat i'm sure he thinks hey this is fantastic the president's coming i'm going to greet the president of the united states and i'm sure as governor actually has to but the thing to watch is i think is if they have the, the mother out there um the governor's mother me just because they want to i think want to highlight the the new ad that they think is a home run and there she is and they're playing cards cards she's wearing the sunglasses inside i don't know what to make of that someone uh, the first in uh, feedback i got with people saying oh good, good yeah the state's a mess the country's a mess gas is five dollars a gallon and he's sitting around playing cards with his mother i mean that's that's reaffirming so all right a lot ahead on this wednesday folks you are listening to the john DePietro show j perry paving folks you can depend on j perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website petro.com joining us right now he is uh, back from vacation columnist for the boston globe mainly focusing on rhode island it is dan mcgowan and uh dan a lot of things to discuss with governor mckee starting off with um let's get into you you touch on it in roadmap you think there could be an upside to this morning console poll now he is listed he's the least popular governor in the country but you point out that uh certainly hurt gina raimondo and that never that did not stop her from getting reelected in 2018 yeah you know look there's it is never a good sign and never a good you know thing when you are the least popular governor in the country and we we dealt with that for years with raimondo and uh and there you know it is it is fairly clear that that's the case uh, you know, here, in fact, you know, some people, there, there are times where people, you know, dispute the morning consult kind of method of polling. But, you know, we are consistently seeing our poll, the Globe's poll, um, other, you know, data suggests that he's somewhere around 40 percent approval. Um, that's bad by any stretch of the imagination. Now, we, we, it's weird because the last two presidents, Biden and Trump, you know, dealt with such low approval ratings that, you know, low approval has almost become like the norm. But let's be clear, no governor wants to be somewhere at 40 percent. I think that the, you know, situation that the governor, at least the the glass half full look from the governor here is, you know, it's not like everybody hates me. It's not like 60 percent say they disapprove of the job. There's just there's still surprisingly a lot of people who kind of don't have a strong opinion on this governor um, at all yet. And so what the governor would say, governor's campaign would say is, look, we, you know, we're going to get our chance to, to showcase 
you know, the, the job that he's done and get, get, you know, show a little bit of personality. So people start to get to like him more. The, the, where I'm skeptical of that, John is, I think we have had, you know, and we've had 16, 18 months now of, of this governor. We have, yes. we, we know kind of who he is. There's yes. been, you know, so, I find it a little hard to believe that you're going to see it, that, that suddenly he's going to, you know, end up with 55% job approval and clearly win this race. I think this is a, this is a, you know, a, 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 you know, a wrestling match in the mud here. He's, he is fighting with Nelly Gorbea and Helena folks to get about 32% of the vote to try to win this thing. That's how this is going to go. It's not, it's never going to be a point where you're going to say, boy, you know, obviously, like, you know, Dan McKee kind of ran away with this thing. If Dan McKee wins this race, it's going to be a razor thin margin. And, and Dan McGowan, when you come back to uh, June of 21, I, I think he had a 59% approval rating in the morning. Yeah, the initial. And- yes, the initial, the, his initial reaction uh, when he came in was, was very popular. That you're, yes. you're exactly right about that. And then in the fall of 21, when he went away on the two week vacation yeah. around Thanksgiving, I, I thought that the numbers were not what he thought he was. Cause it's that, that September they, they come out with them and again, they were high. And he, so, you know, he did come out of the box strong. He's faced some other challenges and, and let's just touch on most of the time. A lot of people don't get that, but the undecideds do not break with the incumbent, the, yes. the undecided voters, they break, with the challenger, and I completely agree with you, Dan McGowan. I think the problem for Governor McKee is people they do know him and they have seen him, and they're kind of like, you know, walking around the car lot. I'm like, all right, let's see what else is here. Like, yeah. that's not who they're settling on. That's right. I mean, you know, you, you've used this as a, the, I, I really like the analogy of, you know, he's the, like the safe, safe prom, prom date, right? Yeah. If you use the car example, he's like, the, yes. he's like the gray Honda Civic, right? Yep. You're, you know, you're going to, what you're going to get, but there's a red car in the corner, right? That, that you kind of like. And, and I think, uh, I think that's his challenge here. And the thing about this is, is that and we could talk about this. I mean, I, I thought the, the new, you know, his first commercial, it's very yeah. cute. It's adorable. Um, it, I'm sure it will soften him to some people. Uh, the challenges, though, is, is the, you know, he is what he is, right? He's kind of, you know, he's a much older guy. You're going to look at two choices here. If you're a Democratic primary voter, you've got, you know, a, a, like a very attractive candidate and a newcomer in Helena Folks. You know, Nellie Gorbea kind of checks a lot of boxes on you know, what a, 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 you know, a left-leaning Democrat uh, both looks like, talks like, all that kind of stuff. So you do have other options here. You know, this is not like, you know, go back four years ago, 2018, where, you know, sure, Matt Brown ends up getting, you know, what, 36, 38% of the vote in a primary. Well, voters didn't have any other choice, other, you know, other than the incumbent that they didn't really like that much, right? You, you know, this is a little different. There are, you know, choices here, and that's going to be the case that you're going to say. This is why you see Helena Folks, you know, continuing to feel pretty good about her campaign. You know, from what I can see in watching this, maybe you disagree with me, but what, what the only that I think I could see actually running away with this thing would be Helena Folks. Like if she yes. just catches a little bit of fire, you could see a scenario where she looks a little bit more like Ramundo in 14, which was, yep. you know, I went back and looked at it. Gina Ramundo got 42% of the vote in a crowd in that, in that uh, Angel Taveras, Clay Pell primary. Yep. You know, that's who you could see doing this. If Nellie Gorbea is going to win this thing, if Dan, Gorb- uh, Dan McKee is going to win this thing, it's going to be, you know, 33, 34% of the vote that they get. Mm. Let's talk about the commercial. Um, wh- what do you know about it? Who put it together? I think it's interesting, the cards, you know, he's sitting there playing cards with his mom, I guess, who's 94. Some element re- uh, relatability that she moved in with them during the, the pandemic. But their accent, though, when you listen to it, it's that that old Ted Kennedy, Bar Harbor. It's kind of, if you're watching it, it could be a Massachusetts commercial almost, that you're not familiar with the candidate. But the issues he hits on... Um, it's it's a nice concept. I don't know how many people are going to see it, Dan McGowan. I'm still sticking with my. I just don't think people are watching a lot of television. But what do we know? What do we know? Who came up with the 
the campaign. I I think the governor must love it and think it's the greatest thing he's ever seen. Oh, believe me, you know it's yeah. funny. Uh, on you know Monday and, and sort of late last week, as it started to you know as as the the people around him started to you know either see the first cut of it or you know talk about it, everybody was was in my ear saying, "Dan, you're going to love this commercial. It's a home run. It's it's such a perfect." you know, uh, you know, kind of humorous ad here. Um, you know, Dan McKee is interesting. He's hired, he's got a lot of DC, um, you know, consultants, no surprise, but he's made a couple of switches in his campaign. Mm. So he, he used to have, uh, the group that I believe in this, I think this is right. He used to have the group that, uh, that David Axelrod was a part of at one wow. point, you know, famous Obama, you know, yeah. advisor, and then he, he went in a different direction. They hired a, a, another firm out of D.C., I think lesser known, but again, big time Democratic national kind of, um, you know, uh, consultants. And I, I think they felt like, you know, after they've done a lot of polling here, I'm sure they've, you know, done their focus groups. I think what they want, what they have settled on is, all right, he is what he is, right? He's a guy with a you know, with that Rhode Island, like you said, it is a little bit of a Massachusetts accent. It's a Ted but, Kennedy accent. Yeah, it is. Mother. Yes. Oh, it's a, it's a, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, what is that? They, they, but, they, you know, I think that they wanted to kind of lean into, you know, here's this guy who's, who's obviously he's, he's, you know, he's, he's older. He's not, you know, Joe Biden old, but he's old. And he, you know, they wanted to kind of say like, okay, you know what? He gets the joke. I think that was their goal. And then they tried to cross off the things that they feel like, you know, that, that they've hit on really well. Now, here's the challenge. We've, you and I have been talking about this for months. I think the Democrats, both nationally and then here at home, make a huge mistake when they try to tell all of us that the economy is just exactly. fine and everything yes. is going well. Yep. Uh, and that's the first thing. You know, we, we led Rhode Island best to, you know, recovery. It doesn't feel that way for no. most voters. Exactly. Now, the, the other stuff I think makes sense. Look, the car tax thing, no one's going to know who's, you know, who gets credit for it. Right. This is Mattiello or, or Ruggiero or Shikarchi now. It, that doesn't matter. Okay, fine. You check the box on that. You do the guns thing because that's, you know, that's typical Democratic kind of advertising. But I do think, you know, if you're the average person at home and maybe you are watching, you know, Wheel of Fortune tonight and you, the, the first time you see the ad, are you actually going to believe that the economy is humming along? I think the answer exactly. to that is no. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you are. And that's some of the first feedback, uh, feedback I got from people was like, what, what world is he living in? People think the country's a mess. People think like, you know, things are how, how worse can they get? And Nine percent inflation. Like, I mean. <laughs> everything is terrific. And one guy said, boy, you know, things are a mess. I can't get workers, my expenses. And this guy's sitting around playing cards with his mother. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's going to be the attack, I think, from the from uh, from the other from the other campaigns. I think it's it's you know, this is a guy who it's great that you know he's got his mom at home and god bless her she's 94 and she's right. you know all that is very very charming but here's the thing you know this is you know this is a moment for a governor to be serious and working 24 yeah. 7 i yeah. think that's going to be the case by the way that's the helena folks opening right it, it, helena folks her, her campaign ever since she got in this race has been they hate the idea that people, you know, refer to her. And I did this early on, Gina Raimondo 2.0. Yeah. But the best chance she has here is to show people, yes, like you don't have to like everything I'm going to do, but trust me that I'm hardworking, that I'm going to, you know, get the best people. I'm going to do a lot of the things that, you know, Gina tried to do while she was here. That's the case that she has to make. It's, it's kind of threading a needle though, because you, you know, you, you do see, like we talked about off the top, you know, Gina was pretty unpopular job approval wise for a really long time. So you don't want to completely lean into that, but that you do want to show that you're going to take this economy a lot more seriously than I think governor McKee appears to be doing. And Raimondo, she had Trump in the White House, not not a very unpopular Democrat president. That's and right. This is a more crowded primary. 2014, granted, that was that was tough. Clay Pell kind of bailed her out on that. But uh, the 2018, you know, th this is a different scenario. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead, though. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. 
Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. At Med Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, at Med Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I would just want to stay with the McKee ad, his approval. I just think there's an element of novelty. It is nice. There it is. It's charming. I was even saying that, you know, no matter what happens, he got to have his mother in a commercial. Yep. However, you know, the, you got to get past the novelty of it. It's kind of like when, and I talk about when people get excited the first time they see themselves on the front page of the paper, they're in the news. And right now, he is the least popular governor in the country. And this is before any of the negative ads start. And you raise the issue in Roadmap, who's going to be the first one to pull the trigger on a negative ad with Governor McKay? Yeah, and, and I think it's, you know, I think it's wide open here. I actually wouldn't be surprised if the first negative ad actually targets Nelly Gorbea because, mm. right, the, you know, our polling and, and I think lots of private polling has showed her, you know, slightly ahead. It's not like right. she's well out in front. And, and certainly if you're, you know, a Helena folks, you need to slow down the, the you, you need to slow down the concept that Nellie Gorbea is kind of the runaway winner here. Right. Um, and, and I think among the chattering class, it is, star- I think there's lots of folks in Island politics who are saying, wait, kind of looks like Nellie may, may pull this one off. She's kind of done everything. She's run a really, you know, a strong kind of quiet and mighty campaign. And, and I think, so there is the chance that the first negative ads actually target Nellie Gorbea here, but, um, you know, there's also, it, it's also much easier to just tee off on the incumbent governor, right? You feel better about yourself. Everybody can say, oh, it's fair game. And you could see a scenario where, you know, I, I know that what the McKee campaign is hoping is that this ad kind of, again, reintroduces yourself to the voters. You People find you charming. You get a little bit of a bump. But you, you've hit it on the head. I mean, you know, that ad you know, sandwiched between two ads that say this guy is out of touch and doesn't, you know, doesn't have a clue what's going on. Um, that that message is going to start to resonate. Yeah. Uh, you know, McKee strikes me again. He can win this race. I think all three of these candidates right now have a, have a real chance to win. McKee's the one, though, that I think I could see going either way. You could see him winning with 33 percent of the vote or by September 13th, you could see. Oh yeah, he ended up with 15, 17% and, and finished, you know, a distant third because of all the kind of the negative that's gonna go his way. Remember, there's a lot of money that's gonna be out there from kind of the the third party super PAC types. Helena Folks has one that's gonna that's ready, you know, gearing up to spend a lot of money. You're gonna see Emily's list come in and spend I think a lot of money for Nelly Gorbea. Um, McKee will have that too. Remember, he's going to have charter school money. He probably will get a little bit of national democratic money. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of, uh, ads, uh, you know, in, in the next, in the coming months, the question is going to be, as you point out, you know, are people actually going to see them in, uh, you know, late July and throughout August? Does he go to TF Green Airport today to greet President Biden and does it help him or hurt him? such a good question i i think he will um in part because of what you were saying before that novelty yeah look, dan mckee never thought he was going to get to hang out with the president right? right in his you would not have guessed that that would be the case uh you know prior to gina Raimondo going to washington and i think there is a little bit of charm remember dan mckee feels very he loves to point out that he was an early supporter of 
Joe Biden. By yep. the way, he got it right, right? He, you know, while, while the rest of his party here in Rhode Island and much across the country were all looking for a new shiny object, you know, he kind of stuck with the, the guy that he thought could win and the guy yeah. did win. So he feels good about that. Does it help him or hurt him is a better question because, you know, I mean, does, our does he bring the mother to the airport? <laughs> that's what you should with with the sunglasses on is yes, how you do with it. The sunglasses inside. No, but that's the like, if you really want to highlight the ad, suddenly it's like there she is kind of, you know, Gina talked about that CC suddenly kind of became yes. the star of the campaign. You and- make, you know, you do, I mean, this is going to sound really corny, but you kind of. You know, you you make her like the Sabina Matos. Yeah. You, know, you start traveling with mom around. Yeah. Well, Matos is to me is just not working. But Dan McGowan, let's just look at what Governor McKee's life. And again, folks, speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe Friday, your former colleagues break the story. University Club yeah. uh, subpoenaed documents. Um, you know, in regards to the FBI probe over the weekend, Michael Sabatoni, who's been in videos with him, he gets busted on DUI. A senior advisor to McKee gets arrested in Vermont and it gets put on leave. And then the morning console poll comes out, least popular governor, boom, four in a row. And now Biden coming. I just, I, I don't know, an extreme heat. I, I think it's also dangerous for the president to be out in this heat, just for anyone to be out in this heat. I think it's, it's almost a gamble putting him out here on the hottest day that we've had probably all summer. Yeah, John, it's dangerous for you and I to be out yes. in this heat. Uh, no, I, I think you're – and by, by the way, this is also for a week that if you were to ask uh, – if you were to ask Dan McKee on, let's say, Thursday or Friday, they knew they were coming out with their ad. They yep. knew – they would have said next week's going to be, the, like, the best week of Boom. our campaign. Yeah, we're going to launch. We're relaunched. That's exactly right. And you're right. You now – you've been bogged down by, you know, unfortunate events that – you can't help, but guess no. what? They're very much tied to your, you know, you can't say Mike Sabatoni isn't supporting you. Got, they're spending $100,000 in advertising on yeah. you on air right yeah. now. So, you know, you, you, you get the senior advisor thing. Guy gets arrested in Vermont. Nobody cares about the, you know, the inside details. Of no, whether, no. You know, that, that's not what people read. That's not what people care about. Um, and so this turn goes from being relaunch week to you're scrambling. You're talking about things you don't want to. You don't want to talk about Mike Sabatoni's DUI. No. Um, and, and then you're right. You get you get this situation with with the president coming to town where, you know, you and it's it's true. It's not like the president, no matter who it is, you know, is is frequently in Rhode Island or southeastern Mass. So of course you want to do this. But again, it's that sort of out of touch challenge where the voters here don't actually think all that highly in particularly John primary voters, right? Are there a lot of primary voters right now who I'm sure they're thrilled that Joe Biden is the president and Donald Trump is not, but but that's it, right? There are 10 other choices. I think my, I'll I'll tell you this, this may be a little bit of a tangential thing here, John, but I think the number one question that I want to see everybody ask during the debates, you know, in in the next couple of months, is who did you support before you supported Joe Biden for president? Yes. I think that's what yeah. I, I want to know who all of these guys were supporting before they all jumped on that bandwagon. And would, would, would you like him to run for another term? For another term, exactly. And what do you make of Senator Mack and her upside down twerking? <laughs> twerking. <laughs> but but it, just one last note on the Biden thing, uh, Dan McGowan. It is the, the tarmac. It's like 10 degrees hotter on that tarmac. Oh, it's so, brutal. It's brutal. So whatever the temperature is, add 10 degrees. I think it, I just I just wonder about that. Um, yesterday was a significant day in the gubernatorial campaign. And, and it's captured folks in the Boston Globe in detail where Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea had a press briefing. And boy, the, the back and forth between her and Elena folks is really heating up. Yeah. And this opens the the floodgates here for what I, what I think is the, the, the ad that will really hurt uh, Helena folks, which is, you know, this idea that you, you know, you gave money to Mitch McConnell, again, not a household name here, but when you put it in the context of democratic primary voters that, you know, basically Mitch McConnell's the guy that gave you the overturning of, of Roe v. Wade uh, because of the way, you know, the Supreme court works uh, that is going to be a significant attack. And the pushback on Nellie Gorbea, it, 
it, I think it's very weak. I think it, it works among the, you know, the hardcore progressives who are not supporting Helena folks, by the way, because, you know, there's, there's this video, I'm sure you've seen her circulating online where she kind of talks down to like a young activist. Yeah. Um, she's got that challenge. The problem is, is that I, I don't think Helena folks donor to Mitch McConnell can make the case that Nellie doesn't do enough for, you know, women's reproductive Agreed. rights. It seems like it's going to be, it's going to get you really bogged down. And I'll tell you, there's a guy, there's a person who, uh, who I talked to months ago. I mean, this was last year, it was around Thanksgiving. Somebody said to me, you know, knows Rhode Island politics really well, has worked in successful gubernatorial campaigns. They said to me, that Mitch McConnell donation for Helena folks is her bugaboo. That's going to be yeah. the thing that really hurts her. And if, and the person said to me, if Nellie Gorbea is in a position of strength and then she can do the attack, then she's got a great, you know, a really great chance. And yep. that's it right now. Nellie Gorbea is the strong person here. Yeah. And if she can kind of really start to push back and this becomes, you know, I, I'm the, uh, I always say this, I'm the most progressive person who can win. That's going to be the message that I think resonates with a lot of primary voters for Nellie Gorbea. Dave McGowan, what do you think of the attack on her that she supported Mattiello and then in 2018 she she didn't even support Gina Raimondo for re-election? I think it's a it, it's one of those ones that again it resonates with the people who you know people who are thinking in their heads that they actually know Nick who Nick Mattiello was. The average person has forgotten about Nick Mattiello yes. five times over, right? Yeah. Um, and it becomes, I mean, think about the way you have to explain that in a debate. You were you walked with the Democratic House Speaker against a Republican. Of course, she did, right? Like that. <laughs> I remember Gina Raimondo walking with Gordon Fox too. Right. That you know this is what they they do. I, I, that's going to be a really hard thing to to actually message. Um, you know, I, the, the challenge that Nellie Grabe has always had. If you talk to you know people around her. Their her, her hesitance around you know around abortions in particular is the Latino community is not as progressive That's right. as the traditional Democratic community yeah. or the, you know the the white progressives and so she's always danced a fine line there just because she doesn't want to alienate any you know people who should clearly be in her corner um, and it, but again that's a hard thing because. Are you you're going to tell me that that the person who donated to, uh, you know, who donated to Mitch McConnell is better? Are you going to tell me that the 70 year old guy is better? It, it's it's it, this is going to be a really hard case to make against uh, against Nellie Gorbea, in, in my opinion. Folks, um, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan, columnist of the Boston Globe, right here on the John DePietro show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe I want to mention folks President Biden is in the area uh, he's going to be in Massachusetts but still landing at Green Global have full coverage uh, Dan McGowan, also interesting piece in the Boston Globe. Uh, I'd call it an exclusive regarding questioning Gonzalo Cuervo, whether or not. I think that's an interesting story about what he put on a job lap application regarding college degree. And as much as they want to, you know, maybe push back and say, you know, he fought for the people. Um, I, I'm just always impressed when somehow someone goes through. Uh, someone's, you know, and there was a public access re- request and so forth. But um, 
they pick out something like that and find that, you know, he recently got his degree. And when he got his job with the secretary of state's office, it was it was you know, it was not exactly as he laid it out to be. Yeah. And, and, and let's be clear, you know, there's the, the, a lot of people want to get confused, you know, confuse this and muddy this up and make it sound like, well, you know, he he got his degree late in life. So what? At least, he, you know, he got his degree. Lots of people go through this. Yeah, that means absolutely nothing here all of that's true and that's that's a great thing but on his application for for a $140,000 a year job uh you know at the secretary of state's office he or somebody who filled out his application did not tell the truth right um so I, I think it's a bit of a challenge now the the strange thing about this race for mayor of providence john you know i love providence it's my yeah. favorite place to cover there's so little energy in this thing I was talking to the other campaigns this week and I said, boy, is that, you know, you think that's going to be the nail in the coffin for Gonzalo Cuervo? Are you going to do anything with it? And both, both Nirva LaFortune kind of distanced herself from it. Yeah. The, the Smiley campaign is, is sort of, uh, you know, a little bit head in the clouds. They're saying, look, we're winning. We're doing fine. We're going to let this just play out. We don't care. Yeah. Um, I could see the scenario though. You could put, you know, you could see in a debate, where, uh, you know, Tim White asks a snarky question and, and you know, Gon- Gonzalo wants to take a shot at Brett Smiley, you know, Brett's going to have the ammo there. He's going to be able to say, look, you know, at least I didn't lie on my job application. That's right. Uh, I could see them, you know, a mailer going out the last minute to the east side of Providence, which will care about this issue far more than probably other parts of the city will. Yeah. Um, so I-, I think this is, you know, something that's going to hang over, um, you know, the, the race a little bit, but it, it, that race is so interesting. I mean, we have no public polling. So we, we all assume that Brett Smiley has a, you know, something of a comfortable lead there, but everybody's flying a little bit blind. And I, I don't think you're going to see really intense coverage of it because everybody's focusing on the governor's race and, and, and that congressional race in the second yeah. district. Will we see them on a debate? I'd really like to see them on a debate stage because there's no love there at all. I see the two of them are both everywhere, both Smiley and yes. Gonzalo, but there is no love between the campaigns. And he, you know, if this thing, I, he's untested in, in, I think, in a debate. I'd like to see if he could keep his cool because I've seen and heard instances where, where he can go, you know, zero to 60 pretty quick. Yeah. No, so Channel 12 is, is absolutely doing a public, debate that it will be you know i don't know if it's ppac or at rick but they are doing a televised you know prime time debate for providence mayor that's the only one that i know of that is scheduled um you know in this primary i think they're doing that sometime in late august um and so you will get a chance to see that and you're right i mean that's the thing the 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 interesting part of uh, particularly i think even more than than you know a, a statewide race is you know having covered multiple providence mayoral races you know, you get into August, even right now, you, you know, from now through the primary, almost every day, there is some sort of event where you meet the candidates. So yeah. these guys learn, you know, they learn every talking point of one another. But the one thing that they don't ever see, because they're, they're all kind of getting to, fi- you know, figure it out, they all don't have deep experience. You never know who's the person who's going to emerge on stage and maybe, you know, maybe become an attack dog, right? Yep. Um, and, and that will be interesting. And, and I think that will be the chance to kind of make up ground on Brett Smiley. If you could kind of knock him back and think, you know, uh, have him go into, you know, a debate or, you know, the end of the cycle where he thinks, I've got this locked up. I don't need to do anything. Just don't make mistakes. Well, there's your chance to really come out, land a punch, and, you know, and, and make your case. The problem is I'm not sure which of these candidates can really do that. I think Gonzalo Cuervo, you're right. He's, he's everywhere. Uh, he's untested. He's, you know, we've seen him in, uh, in interviews. He, he, you know, he can get a little nervous at times. I think he's gotten yeah. better, but he, but he can get nervous. And I think the challenge that Nirva LaFortune has is, you know, she's almost let this one slip away, right? She, she was the candidate that probably, you know, again, thinking about a Democratic primary electorate, should have been the favorite in this race. Could have been the first black person elected, could have been the first female elected. And she just hasn't quite, um, you know, resonated the same way that, you know, that that Gonzalo has kind of stolen the progressives from her. And that's where this battle comes down. It's kind of traditional 
very much East side voters in Providence and a little bit of the Mount Pleasant Elmhurst versus the progressives. That's what this race is all about right now. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, you mentioned CD2. Am I hearing that I think in the next, before August, Seth Magazine is going to announce that they have, in fact, got a house in the second district. <laughs> there are rumors out there that yeah. there's a chance that they, they've they've found some uh, potential property. Uh, you would hope so. I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting. Uh, you, you know, that was the the hard question that he had to answer when when Langevin endorsed him. That's right. Uh, um, and if he doesn't do it, if, he, if they don't move in, you know, that's going to be. That's the one, I think, kind of punch that really sticks. People can understand that. You don't even live here. Um, And, you know, you still get a punch because if you you just moved here yesterday, it's still, you know, an ugly thing. But uh, he's going to have to do that because if he doesn't, you go into a general election. That's this is, you know, Alan Fung's number one attack on the guy, you know. Dan McGowan, before I just ask you a couple other quick things, um, we, where is the Matt Brown campaign? And when when will we first see the candidates? Early voting starts August 24th. When are we going to first see the Democrat candidates in a primary up on a debate stage? I don't think you're going to see it until uh, the, the after that, you know, that wow. early voting starts. I think Channel 12 has one scheduled, again, late August. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure channel 10 is sometime in maybe early September. Uh, and so people will have already voted by the time, uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, they see these candidates on, you know, what all the candidates would say is, look, we've been debating constantly. We go to all these forums. That's not the, the that's no. the, you know, that's the junior varsity. That's your preparation. Yeah. You know, real debate. Let's be honest. Is, is Tim White kind of on stage asking you questions? That's the one that we all take, you know, very seriously. Um, and I think, uh, that's what we're all kind of, you know, waiting to see because until then, you, you know, you're relying on public polling, you're relying on gut feeling, you know, in Matt Brown's case, he's just been nowhere. Right. Yeah. And you know, they talk this big game about, they're going to, you know, win the Senate, they're going to win the house. They're, you know, they're, they've got, they've got lots of candidates who have real chances to win. It just hasn't trickled all the way up to, either that lieutenant governor's race or the no. governor's race. Yeah. And what about the general treasurer's race? That seems to be one to watch that uh, I could get pretty, that, that could get some fireworks going. I think it's a fascinating race. It's a hard thing for, for you know, you and I and guys who kind of like the sport of this and, yeah. and certainly your listeners, the, the, it's hard to get into, you know, general treasurer policy. Uh, You know, you you don't really see uh, managing the finances of the state is is not exactly the sexiest, you know, kind of job. But you do have a fascinating case here where, you you, you know, Diosa, the former mayor of Central Falls, kind of has a lot of the energy in the party behind him, has certainly the youthful energy, but he's not at all a progressive. He's not you know, one of these like co-op candidates, he's very much kind of an establishment uh, Democrat who you know, has the, the party nomin- uh, endorsement, all that kind of thing. But Stephen Pryor has arguably been much more higher profile than James Dios over the last couple of years, you know, has lots of the laborers with him, has, you know, is working really hard. And he's going to try to make the cases, look, you know, I, I think he's going to say James Dios is a nice kid. I'm a serious professional, right? And that's why I should, you know, be in this race. And, and by the way, sometimes that's when these things get really ugly. When it becomes, you know, you're being dismissive of me. It, that's when it gets chippy. It's not, you know, you're wrong about your view on the pension system, it, it, right? It's it, it's the attacks that are going to be uh, that are going to define that race. Dan McGowan, don't you find it interesting though behind the scenes that both because of the progressive the, the co-op. Sakachi has a primary, Ruggiero has a primary, and then obviously Governor McKee, they all do because of that. He's got to deal with it uh, the same. I'm very intrigued by just the internal strife within the Democrat Party. Yeah, I mean, look, the old, the the, the thing we hear, you know, and you've been around long enough to know this is, with the exception, you know, the younger people who are in office or who are running, is it's a little different. They sort of still have that kind of idealistic kind of energy. Nobody likes walking in 95 degree weather, knocking right. on doors. Right. And so, you know, as gregarious a guy as Joe Shikarchi is, as, you know, as kind of, uh, you know, ingrained in North Providence politics as Dominic Ruggiero is, these guys could find a hundred things they'd rather be doing 
than, you know, schlepping up and down the road and trying to, you know, beg people for votes. And so that's where the co-op is quite successful, right? They have given headaches to everybody. Yep. Um, and we should be clear, you know, while I think, I think Ruggiero is likely to hold on, and I think Shikarchi is certainly likely to hold on, Remember, Shikarchi's never had an opponent before, so he's right. he's certainly stressing out about this, right? He's going to spend more than he needs to, probably, and, and it's going to make him work. It does kind of neutralize, um, you know, I think the the, the leadership, because they're going to demand all their people come work for them. Remember, remember the way Nick Mattiello's race was? Yeah. Same Gordon Fox, too, you know? You, you end up having everybody put their resources in North Providence or in Warwick. Suddenly, that's when, you know, a progressive suddenly wins in Smithfield or a progressive wins in another part of the state because, you, you know, you didn't have the resources there. That is exactly right. Folks, each day I start uh, by getting an email called Roadmap. You hear me reference it. It has links to all the different stories of the globe. You can also see uh, in, in Massachusetts that Meta, Facebook, they are pulling back on the Kendall Square, um, big renovation that they were doing for the huge amount of space, 250,000 square feet that reemphasizes that people still want to work from home. And Dan McGowan, right now, if you'd be so kind to extend that offer, folks, it's free. You receive it each day, and it's a rundown of all the, the day stories, including the fact that the President of the United States, as all the headlines are saying, going it alone and going to Massachusetts on this climate uh, change agenda. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? You you know, if you're uh, you, you don't you want to beat the heat, you don't have to go outside. You don't have to pick up the paper. Sit on your you know your phone. Look at uh, roadmap because it yeah. it comes right to your inbox every day, every weekday. Um, and very simple. As soon as you send me this email, I'll add you to our list. Just send an email, blank email. Don't have to write anything. rinews at globe dot com. RINews at globe.com. I'll know what it is and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he is Dan McGowan. Dan, great. Uh, welcome back. Uh, great job. And we'll see how things uh, work out with the press. It'll be a long summer, John. Long, hot summer. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dan McGowan. Talk to you soon. See ya. Home again, consignment. Located Governor Francis Shopping Center, fine furniture, art, antiques, glassware, jewelry, buy, sell, or sell in consignment. And estate sales are provided it's home again consignment call john 401-463-3310 again located right in warwick in the governor francis shopping center home again consignment thing to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipetro.com. The Senadale Revival. Stop in and see them. Comfort food and cocktails. You're going to love the Senadale Revival. Located 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, right in Senadale, right across from North Providence Town Hall, Delicious food, delicious drinks, live entertainment on the weekends. Shane and his crew, they're waiting for you. A great time is going to be had by all at the Senadale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence.